0: Hello everybody, it's that time. Here we are, 600 Pounds Down Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Justin. Yes, this is so epic tonight, man. I have a very special guest on tonight. Before we get involved with that, I just want to take a quick mention. You haven't really heard much about this as of late But my book, Made in His Image, hard to see because I'm like my old self is trying to eat it or something. I don't know what's going on there, but it's Made in His Image. It's my book that was just released before. Actually, it was uh, supposed to be released January 14th, but actually it was released a little earlier than that. It is available on Amazon, Made in His Image. And we talk about body image, talk about body shaming. We talk about how your body doesn't have to be shamed. You don't have to believe the lies. You don't have to be insecure. You can actually be a person to overcome those lies and insecurities. Check out the book made in his image. It's the truth about, get this guy up here. Okay. It's the truth about what you really are friends. And I really would really encourage you. It's a five year in the works writing. Like that was a long time in my life. And I penned that so you can be encouraged. It's available on Amazon. Holler at me for the link if you want to know more about it, or just check out Amazon, Made in His Image by Justin Willoughby. So my special guest tonight, Larry Myers. Larry is an incredible human being. I I had the privilege of meeting him uh, years ago as he was going throughout his journey. I knew him as mister Jello Jell-O Cup. Uh, may, many of you might want to know what that's about, and he will definitely explain that here tonight. But You're going to be witnessing a man who was on the TV show, My 600-Pound Life. He has some things to say about that show, Uh, great things that he got to experience, and some things that he might want to share with you. And, of course, his journey in general. Like, what did he do to lose weight or get to be a healthier person? What did he go through? So Larry is up next here on 600 Pounds Down podcast. I am excited. He is here next. And I was given a death sentence at the age of 16. I became a slave to food and to fear. 799 pounds. 799 pounds. But here I am today, 600 pounds lighter. And I'm here to share my story with you, to help you improve, to help you find your way, and to help you become a more motivated person. I'll be your inspiration. Here we go. Let's do this. He's been on The Today Show, The Doctors, in the National Enquirer, and in newspapers and magazines all over the country. Welcome to the 600 pounds down podcast. Here's your host, Coach Justin. Hey, 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 my man is here. I think I surprised him. <laughs> Woo! Hey! Superman, how you doing, brother? Oh man, it is so good to have you. This dude here, everybody who are watching tonight, uh, feel free to leave some comments. We'll put the comments up here so you all can share it with Larry if you find him inspirational and encouraging and motivating. But this guy is fun. Like he has, he just has a great sense of humor. And you got to be, you got Uh, to be happy. Hello, everybody. Yes, yes, Larry. He's so glad he's here. Uh, Again, the privilege of getting to know him throughout the years. We've touched base periodically. It's been such a blessing to have him in my life. And my man, Sean Nichols here says, what up, my man? That's good. Oh, Sean, Sean, Sean. Hey, how
1: you doing, man?
0: (laughs) All right. All right. Well, Larry, I don't want to drag this out any longer because I think my guests and the guests that you've invited, I think they're ready to hear your story, bro. What do you think? I'm ready to hear yours, man. First of all, it's (laughs) such an honor for you to
1: have me on here. Congratulations to all your success with your book. I'm still waiting on my autograph copy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so proud of you, man. All your success, everything. God bless oh, you, man. Everything you deserve it and some.
0: Yes, bro. I appreciate that. the best of
1: happiness. I'm so proud of you, really. Yeah,
0: bro. I'm so I'm so happy you're here to share. Uh, Mark Cox, let's go. He's ready, man. He's ready. Like these people are ready. All let's right. Let's get into it. Let's bounce in, let's bounce in. So let's get this thing started. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and just kind of get us started of who you are, Larry?
1: Larry Myers from Yonkers, New York. I had three sisters. I have one less living. And my dad is living. Thank God. And I was always big. My highest weight was 940 pounds. I've lost over 400 pounds on my own before any weight loss surgery. I had a weight loss surgery after I went to a rehab nursing home and I lost 400 pounds on my own. Mm-hmm. The way that Mr. Jell-O Cup came about is I put my food into Jell-O cups in a rehab nursing home Because I wanted to have gastric bypass surgery, but no one's not going to operate on someone that's eight and 900 pounds. Mm. At that point in my life, I could not walk. I was bed bound. People say, well, how'd you get to be that big? Who was feeding you? How'd you get the food? That's the question that people always ask. And We're getting to the stuff with TLC later on. And this interview is not for me to bash TLC or anything like that. First and foremost, so for those of you that came on for that, it's, not about, <laughs> that. it's about me telling people my story, and how they can overcome depression and how you can make it out in life, regardless of what size you are
0: hmm.
1: and wherever your struggle is. It's not how you start. It's how you finish the journey. And that's, what's important. And people need to hear that.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I want to, I want to jump in. Uh, oh, my goodness. My friend Emilio just said, Larry, blessings, my brother. Uh, yes, how you doing? A good dude. Uh, I have a bunch of friends on tonight. It's really exciting to to have them. But, man, you're going to get a good support system here, bro. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, absolutely. But Thank you. Let's bounce in to talk about your, your history. So you were a guy. You talked to me a little bit ago, and you were discussing you always had a a comfort with food right food was a a difficult thing for you to overcome can you explain more about what your relationship with food was like larry i always had a love for food
1: always had a love for food when i was back and we can go as early as um junior high school i was weighing three and four hundred pounds in junior high school that's not normal that's big but my family swept it underneath the rug. My mother, especially, God bless her, she would say, leave him alone, he's fine. People would say, well, you need to do something about that, Linda. And she would say, he's fine, leave him alone.
0: Hmm.
1: So that's what they did, they left it alone. And as they left it alone, I got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And what happens when you get out of a six X, you go to king sizes. And king sizes, as you know, only goes up to a 9XL. So then after that, or maybe a 12, but after that, you have to get your clothes custom made. My clothes went all the way up to a 98 waist.
0: Wow, man. Oh, yes. 98 waist.
1: The story is real. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: You need those pants. You show up in something. (laughs) (laughs) My pants tripled that, brother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i know yeah.
0: man I, I i showboat my pants like they're just these like wow that's huge but yeah absolutely that's those were some days my man wow yeah,
1: absolutely it, it, was, it was some days that i choose never to go back never to go backwards into almost slip back but i'm glad that i was able to get myself back a rally to check
0: yeah I, we'll i'm get
1: gonna... down that road in just a second
0: yeah we'll get down that road in a yeah, second, we'll get, in a second.
1: Yeah, we'll get down that road in just a second but let me go backwards for a second um it was a. I just always had the love for food. Always had the love for food, and I didn't realize how much until my sister Kathy died at the age of thirty three, and um she dropped dead in front of us, mm. and she died of a DVT. And for those of you that don't know what a DVT is, a DVT is a blood clot, in her leg. And I remember sitting on the porch where we lived in Yonkers, New York. And I said, I'm going in the room, I'm gonna order me some sesame chicken and pork pork fried rice, and I'm gonna eat until I can't stop eating. And I said something else, until I can't stop eating and make myself go to sleep. And that's what I did. And ever since then, I liked the way it made me feel. And that became a habit of mine. More like not a habit, it became an addiction to me. Every time something happened, like a drug addict would run and grab pills, I would run and grab some Chinese food or something like that. I'm 45 years old, and I can honestly say I've never smoked any type of drug or alcohol or any type of drug or cigarette or anything. Not many people can say that, but you ask me about any type of food, I will show you how to order it and eat it, most definitely. That was my choice of drug, I tell people. And it's a serious situation because it could have killed me. And and, it almost did kill me. You're looking at a man that had been in a coma not once but twice, 12 days. They couldn't find nothing at all wrong with me except for that I was super won't be obese. But I came out of the coma talking like I'm talking now. So I knew that God had me here for a reason, to try to help somebody else.
0: Yeah, Larry, uh, just to clarify too, as you're talking here, Mark asked a question, was your sister heavy or was the DVT happened from medical conditions?
1: Medical conditions. Okay.
0: She was not heavy at all. Okay. Man, that's an emotional moment. I can't Im- How old were you, man?
1: When Kathy died, I was about 17, 17 years old. Okay. I have had a lot of trauma. A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. i a lot of deaths back to back to back to back to back. And... The cycle continues and continues and continues.
0: Okay. Yeah. So your your sister passes away and the eating became more extreme for you. Yes. What happened from then, from there?
1: I kept on eating. After that, my mother grieves so her heart because she said that um she couldn't take burying any of her kids. And she said, You guys don't understand. I'm supposed to bury, y'all are supposed to bury me. I'm not supposed to bury my children. And I have a gift. I can look at someone and tell if something is going to happen to them, especially people that I'm very close to. Or I have a gift ever since I was a child. I can feel when certain things are going to happen. I looked at my mother at my sister's funeral. And I said, oh, my gosh, she's going to die. And I don't know what I'm going to do. My mother died eight months later after that happened. After we married my sister, my mother died eight months later.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you've been through a lot of stuff in your life. And just hearing your story, I think people can just, like, empathize and sympathize with you. Because you've been through a lot. And we see that going through things really, (laughs) it really presses a person. It really... It, it it leads them to do things that you might not have ever thought about doing like i never thought one day in my life i'd be a food addict never in my life did i think i'd gain a bunch of weight just like you you didn't right. know you're going to do that right but absolutely going through trauma going through things that bother us it tends to lead us down a road if we're not careful we got to be we have to be strong in our mind but sometimes we're weak right we're human we're flesh absolutely we get weak. correct and we fall short of certain things. So you ended up going to food as your crutch. And I did the same thing, man. I can relate to you on that. Now, moving forward, what happened after the eating happened? You gained a bunch of weight. Was there something? 911 was called, if I remember correctly. Yes. What happened? 911
1: was called the week after my mom died. 911 was called the week after my mom died. I just wasn't feeling well. Nothing but my leg was hurting me like it normally does. When you're overweight, you have cellulitis in your leg. My leg was swollen. But this particular ambulance crew seen my size, and instead of them calling three ambulance stretchers, I mean, that's what it is. That's what it was. I'm a big man. They called three crews to help me get in the back of the ambulance. They decided they would call a pickup truck. And that's exactly what it was. It was a pickup truck. It was wintertime. It was snowing. They stopped the traffic in the street and they paraded me in the middle of White Plains, New York. They threw a sheet and a blanket over my head and pushed, craned me up on the lift and paraded me to the hospital like it was a parade. And I remember that night I said, you know what? I've got to do something. I got to do something because this is so embarrassing, yeah. and I got to get help one way or another.
0: Because you you were nine hundred. They weighed you in at the hospital, right? Nine hundred forty yeah. pounds. Yes. 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 What yes, went yes. through your head when that when that weight was mentioned? Like, what went through your head when you heard that?
1: I was devastated because I thought it was five hundred pounds, but my aunt Debbie kept telling me. She said, "Junior, you're crazy, baby." Because I look at people on TV, and those people aren't. 500 pounds. He said, you about the size of those people on TV. I was surprised if you're about eight, 900 pounds, honey. She was the only one that was honest with me. And sometimes you need people like that. Yeah. Her and my Aunt Gert were the only ones that was honest with me. And my Aunt Mary, but she did it in the more sophisticated way. Sometimes you need people... I don't want to hop all over and get people misunderstand what I'm saying by this, but sometimes you need people to tell it to you raw. And then sometimes you need people to be patient and calm and pacifying to you i'm the type of man i need people <laughs> i'm laughing because i don't want to get people misunderstand but like a good friend of mine that i'll talk about later on that introduced me to mr sean nickel oh um, deborah down here in texas deborah's the type of lady she won't cut corners she'll tell it to you like it is point blunt <laughs> you can like a love her, hate it but she'll tell it to you straight like it is and she has given me some valuable information regarding a lot of things since I've been here in Texas, and everything that she had told me has been right on point. Hmm. So for, I said that to say people like that, you appreciate them for telling it to you like it is.
0: Sure,
1: you understand where I'm coming from.
0: For sure, I had people in my life do the same thing, man. I I needed people to, to be up in my business sometimes and tell me absolutely. Change or something bad's gonna happen, you know, need That in your life, for oh, sure. Oh, you do,
1: you do, you really do. Um,
0: okay, so you were in the hospital, 940 pounds, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not kidding you, 940 pounds. Like Larry sitting here talking to us today was that man who was that large. Now, Larry, what went through your mind at that point, and how did you start seeing change?
1: I said, Okay, I can't have. Weight loss surgery because nobody's not gonna operate on me at that size, especially with my breathing issues at that time. What am I gonna do? I'm a very spiritual man. I said I know God, and I said, Lord, you're gonna to have to do something. So I ordered a thousand cups, jello cups, empty cups off Amazon, and I began to put my food in those cups. And I said, okay, God, you're going to have to help me shrink my stomach like I had weight loss surgery. The first couple of weeks, they said psychiatrists in my room, psychologists in my room told me, they said, you're going to overeat, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, eventually you're going to crash, your body's going to do this, we'll have to send you to the hospital. None of that stuff ever happened. I said, you don't know who you're messing with. I'm the type of person, if you tell me that I can't do something, that's going to push me to go even further and show you wrong. Yeah, I'm the person that beats the odds, just like those bloggers on social media that we we'll get to later on. Oh it's... man,
0: I can't wait to talk about that. Part. That's gonna be juicy, baby. That's
1: gonna be That's juicy. One the ones that wrote, Is This the End? and takes my footage and try to, huh, We'll get to that later on.
0: Will yeah, we ever... dude, we gotta save that. We gotta save that. We gotta save that. That's uh, oh, will we ever, yeah, but um. Uh... Stick around, friends, because he's got some juice to to spill. It's going to be awesome. So
1: absolutely,
0: Larry, uh, you you were you need you, you said you needed to do something about it, right? Like you're like I got I can't keep doing this. I need to change. Yes. And you did something. You Mister Jello Cup in the flesh with us tonight. You did the yes. Jello Cup thing. What was a Jello Cup thing like? So you're what did you do with that?
1: I pushed my food out in Jello cups. I ate like that for over a year. There were many nights, I shall not lie, I took those cups I threw up against the wall. I was so hungry, but in my religion, we're Pentecostal. So I'm accustomed to fasting, uh-huh. eating one meal a day and praying. So it was kind of easy. The first week was the hardest. But after that, your body gets adjusted to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Your body gets adjusted to it. And I just drank a- enough water to maintain it. And I was fine with it. I'm not telling someone else that's listening. Oh, try this. No, no, no. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Some people need to take their medication and do different things that works for them. But that's what worked for me, and I was able to be successful with it. Evidently, not long term like I should have been. But that's another story. But um, it helped me to be able to have my weight loss surgery that I had needed
0: at that yeah. time. Yeah. So you were in a. You you told me a little earlier you were in a um. Uh, a facility rehab facility for how many years two and a half years you did that you were losing weight not necessarily by them there but you started applying those things when you were there like it was your choice to lose weight nobody forced you twisted your arm they highly encouraged you probably but you did this really all naturally you lost what'd you say how much in a a facility I left
1: that place losing um at the end I did have the weight loss surgery, but I left that place losing over four hundred pounds. Yes, hundred pounds. Okay. Absolutely, I left there walking, strutting. I sure
0: did. And like, yes. get out of the way! I'm heading out. <laughs> oh yes, I love it, man. Yeah, so you had the procedure, uh, and it was the gastric sleeve you had. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. And how was it getting adjusted to that? I mean, you did the Jello cups before that, right? You were you were yes. using the Jello cups, so you were kind of by faith, really. It was an element of faith for you. You you Pictured yourself already having that that gastric sleeve, yes, and you ate like you were already having that completed, right? And then you finally got it completed, so it must have been an easier. Tr- I mean, I'm sure it wasn't easy, but the transition mentally, because you're already used to using the Jello cups, maybe assisted you in being okay with having less food when you had the procedure done.
1: See, people always ask me that: well, if you did so well, why did you go ahead and have it to this day? I questioned myself a little bit to that. And the reason why I had it as a tool to help me to maintain just in case I had the urge to go backwards Mm -hmm. and I needed, I needed that cushion to be Mm -hmm. honest with you, Mm -hmm. but I did not know. And I can only go on this to a certain extent, but my surgery did not go as well as other people's might have went medical wise, I would say. Okay. to this day I still suffer and it's been well over 18 19 years.
0: Okay. Okay. So the gastric sleeve was done about 18 19 years ago.
1: Yeah, I still suffer tremendously. Very 911 sufferer. I suffer.
0: Okay. Now that's it's rare. I mean the complications are real for people but it's not every time. Some people can get no, this surgery not. and they're fine, right? It's that's- it's not, it's, not for, it's it's not where Everyone
1: suffers the way that I do, but yeah. mine didn't go well. And they, 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 they tried to fix it, but it made it worse.
0: Okay. And then today they're trying to figure some new things out for you to help you through that.
1: Hopefully it will come to pass.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we're going to be praying for you, man. And, and I appreciate that. I hope my listeners who pray, please pray for this man. It's uh, He's been through a lot and we can continue praying for him to spur his healing. We believe that yes. God can do that. All right. So moving on down the list, you dropped, was it 400 pounds roughly all together? Yes. And you got down to what was your lowest after you-
1: 305 was my lowest weight.
0: 305. With, how did you uh, With deal? four skin operations. Okay. Four, what was that? Four what?
1: Four skin operations. Four skin there.
0: operations. Okay. Reconstructive
1: skin operations.
0: Okay. Yeah. Four i had i have i had three i had three yeah and they're not fun are they i mean going through those they're not
1: fun they're very painful
0: no no they're they're miserable like
1: especially one that wasn't the one that was not as painful for me was when i had my back Well, you were much smaller than me when they did my chest they had to do my chest first and then they had to bring me back in and do the skin off my back separately okay yeah
0: okay so, wow. But that, when
1: they did my stomach, they removed 58 pounds of skin off my pelvic by itself.
0: 58 pounds of skin? Off my stomach, yes. Ooh. Yeah. And getting that completed and taken off you, I bet you you were like a new man once that was gone. Was on. I ever?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a lot. I felt so good. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing how our bodies can just hold on to so much weight then lose it and we have all this extra skin and it it's just, it amazes me. And then we get taken care of and we're like, we feel like a million bucks, you know, it, it's. Oh, absolutely. Expensive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So move on. Like what else? So you lost the weight, you got the skin reductions completed. What happened after that, Larry?
1: I just was living my life,
0: being very happy and, um, doing well. And I uh,
1: started living my life, um, in a relationship, um, everything going nice and smoothly. And then, um, Things started going downhill, started getting very depressed about life in general, and then um family members started dying on me back to back to back. Mm. Immediate family members started dying on me back to back to back. Um, my um my baby sister. Her birthday was um I won't talk too much, I'll talk to you off camera about certain issues, but I will say this much. Um on camera my own baby sister her birthday was march 15th she died march her birthday is march 16th she died march 15th she died the day before her birthday with walking pneumonia and I knew the morning that she was going to die because I remember I called my father and I said, is someone going to go to the hospital to, um, to check on Tanya because I don't feel right. And I called my dad and it was like four o'clock in the morning and he said, yeah, we're going to go up there early this morning. I said, please don't call and tell me that girl's dead because I don't feel right. And, um. It was less than an hour. I remember I was in the tub and they called me on a three-way phone call. And she was already gone. And um, after that, um, a lot of other things just started Going back in my mind, and um, and I started losing a lot of more um loved ones, and a lot of different things just started playing back in my mind. I started back um, and it's it's no excuse, but I just found myself um started back eating again, and that's why um. And I have to hop into um, the TLC for one second, which I know we're going to discuss that a little later on, but um, when I made the statement that several of the little um, clips, as everybody knows, is viral, when I eat it so hard for me to stop. For people in America to take that clip Like, it's so funny. It wasn't meant to be funny. I know I'm very comical. And the buttermilk biscuit, that's comical because that was me always being silly in the kitchen. I always been silly singing in the kitchen with my mom was cooking. But when I said, when I eat, it's so hard for me to stop. I meant that from the bottom of my heart. Because when you lose somebody that you love dearly and you don't do any type of drugs or anything in your life and food, is the only thing that might make you feel a little bit better at that moment. I'm not gonna take a gun and kill myself but I will take a piece of food and eat it. There's a big documentary being done on me and I can't say with who. And they asked me, Larry, would you ever commit suicide? And I will say this much to you. And I said to them, we from a Pentecostal apostolic um, family, you have a gun here, you have food here. The gun is not an option. The food is an option. I'm going, unfortunately, if I'm going to kill myself, either way you look at it, you can kill yourself with either one. If you overeat, you can kill yourself. If you shoot yourself, you're going to die instantly. I'm going to kill myself. It might sound foolish, but I'm going to hurt myself with the food than me taking a gun and just shoot myself. So I say that to say I was very deeply hurt the way that people and the thousands and thousands of people made fun and jokes off of what I eat. It's so hard for me to stop. Whether I'm capitalized off of it or not, people that sit behind a computer and don't know what you're talking about, you should be very careful on what you say about people and how you talk about individuals. Be very careful because you never know what a person is going through in life and what they're facing with. You never, never know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Larry, I, I've i uh, been a victim of that some similar stuff, and it's not easy when when you put yourself out there uh, and you just wanna help people. It's what you wanna do, right? You just wanna be out there to, to assist people and to encourage them, and you have a really good heart, but then people wanna twist it and make it into something to mock you or to make fun of you, and it hurts. It wasn't your motive. It was you being real. It was you just sharing your life, and people tend to take that and put it in the wrong arena, and it's, it's wrong. People don't always think. They always just, they kind of just do as they feel. And that's where we can get in trouble, right? That's why God gave us a conscience and he gave us the ability to discern what is it that's okay to say and not to say. And I think some people have lost that. Some people have lost that. Absolutely. That can hurt. But Good thing we have a healer and a God that we can go to, to to talk to him and say, help us through this hurt. And and we'll move on and talk more about the people in a minute, but I just want to paint the picture. Those who just joined us, Larry Myers. uh, He was on our, one of our shows that you might watch my 600 pound life. And he was talking about how he, uh, he had an addiction to food and then he went and some things happened in life. He gained a bunch of weight. He ended up having to go to the hospital because he wasn't feeling well. They weighed him in at 940 pounds, which is a top weight. And then Larry uh, starts to to do something about it because he was tired of being that big. He starts doing a Jello cup method, where he filled his little cups of Jello cups with foods and tried to uh, lose weight that way. He got the gastric sleeve, which helped him lose some weight, and then he got down to a good am- like th- I think he said three hundred and five. Trying to look what I wrote here, three hundred and five pounds, I believe you said, Larry.
1: Yes, three hundred five.
0: Three hundred five. There it is. Yes, and so, so he's doing really good, and all of a sudden, life happens to this guy. Things happen, and and he starts going into a, a pool of depression. And then he goes to his old friend food to comfort him. And Larry, I want to move on from there. You start gaining weight again. Oh, yes. Yeah. This was after the, the surgery. You got to your lowest. And then the weight gain started again because you started going back to food. And you started That's gaining right. weight. And then you come to a point in your life where you said, I'm getting out of control. So when you got to that point, where you're getting out of control again. What did you do?
1: I said, I'm not going, I lived in Albany at that moment in an upstairs apartment. And it was around the time that COVID was going away when everyone was freaking out because they was in a house for two years. I said, I'm not going to die in this house upstairs. I guess I have to tell my secret and let the world know that I went backwards. I'm not the only one in the world that has had a back set. I just have to come forward with the truth. I need help. I need help. And I said, well, I had to talk with myself. Like I'm talking to you guys now. I said, I don't know if I can have surgery or not. I'm still bleeding. I'm still having difficulties with my stomach from my weight loss surgery. But I said, Dr. Now is this world-renowned doctor. That is my last hope. Maybe he can help me. So I reached out to them. It wasn't like the blogs said from a certain individual that will never get <laughs> me to mention her name that I tried to get on the show for three and four years. Let me say this, people that are watching, don't listen to everything you read in blogs. Who in their right mind would try to get on the show for three and four years, put on weight to try to get on the show for three and four years that makes no sense. And since we're talking now about TLC, let me say this. When it comes down to the people that participate on My 600 pounds Life, I'm speaking of from myself and the cast members, we are very vulnerable to strip number one nude on camera in front of six camera people. That's first and foremost. You are talking to these producers. Some some people are taped for a year. Some people might be take for four months, five months. I have no idea. I'd say that to say a lot of time and energy goes into creating the shows and producing the shows that they do. And for certain bloggers and people to sit back and talk about the people that are on the show the way that they do and to make fun, you ought to be ashamed of yourself because you never know one day that could be someone in your family or your child or someone that is placed in that situation. How dare you sit there and talk about people like that? Unfortunately, thank God, I have tough skin. I can take it. But some of those people can't. You ought to be ashamed of yourself to sit there and write blogs about people that can't walk a certain step. I can't do this, I can't do that. My friend Tavares, which is like my brother, dropped everything he could when I called him. I called him one time in Albany and said, I need your help to get to Houston. He dropped everything he could and drove me 36 hours to Houston. That's a friend. That's a friend. I'll get back into the virus in just a second. But I say that to say, for people to sit there and can't wait for my 600-pound live show to come on for they can do their little commentary to try to capitalize off of the show and make fun of people, you don't know what those people go through. Some of them have serious mental issues and we all do. Otherwise, we would not be that size. But you should watch what you say about him. Because it's not of God. You need to be ashamed of yourself. You need to fall on your knees and pray to God. That's all I have to say about that, part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for those who are following the story, Larry was in desperation mode. He makes a call to uh, <clears throat> TLC. And he asks if he can get on the show, My 600 Hundred Pound Life. And uh, eventually he gets a call back, if I'm not mistaken, obviously. And he ends up moving to Houston, right? Yes. oh, uh, did I ever. Ah, We'll get into that
1: in just a second.
0: Yeah, yeah. So tell us, how was the process? They accepted you for the TV show because you are at a low point in your life. And then here we go. So tell us about the the 600-pound life experience, Larry. (laughs)
1: Let's say this. I have respect for Dr. Now as a person, as a surgeon. I think Dr. Now is a brilliant surgeon. And I like him as an outgoing doctor. I think he's very comical and very funny. I appreciate um, the crew, the crews that I've worked with at my 600-pound life on down to the production teams and everything like that. But one thing I will say that I realized through the journey of my journey with working with the network and people like that, um, no one is your friend. You get vulnerable with these people. You They come into your life. You tell them your intimate stories and you're working with them for 10, 11 hours a day They don't know you, you don't know them, you get very close with them because you're telling them your life story. At the end of the day, they have a family, they have a paycheck, you're just a client to them. They are not your friends. Don't expect nothing more, don't expect nothing less. If you do, you will get your feelings hurt. Been there, done that. It's just business, nothing more, nothing less. Do I regret going on the show? No. I don't regret going on the show. Because sometimes a change, I think a change was what I had needed to get my life back on track and lose the weight that I have lost so far on my own. I did not have a real of my surgery. I don't know why. It was put on blogs that I had a second surgery with Dr. Now. That's a bald face lie from the pit of hell. And whoever wrote that needs to be ashamed of itself. And it had to come from their office because it was on their blue check mark. But I won't even go there. And this is one thing, when you sign with these networks, no one can shut me up. No one can tell me what to say and how to say it. The only person that I would ever listen to and to this day can tell me what to say and what not to say is my father, Larry Myers, senior. Ah! <laughs> he would have a fifth he said he would say, that's right. And God, up above, and that's about it. Otherwise than that, I'll say what I choose to say. I would never be silenced, because some people need to hear what I'm saying. Because at the end of the day, the truth will always set you free. I rode 36 hours not once, but twice to Houston. And I'm not gonna say everything I know because I would never breach my contract. And I will end this statement by saying, God knows the truth and God knows what happened. And you guys need to be ashamed of yourself. And so I think we should move on with the next. Yeah topic please.
0: Yeah, the TV shows, I mean, I've been on several myself in the past and and they they not to demonize any of them, but they all are out there to do one thing and that's to bring entertainment, that's to get views and that's to whatever avenue they want to go do that. And a lot of times, there's no conscience involved in it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Seeing on those TV shows, you see people who are in a vulnerable state, such as naked and showering, and and getting up out of off the floor, and just things that they might not really want the world to see because it's kind of embarrassing. I remember falling for the first time, being really overweight. I needed uh, additional help. I needed somebody to pile up some uh, some kind of cushion so I can get some kind of some kind of grip on something that was a little higher than the floor, and it was just it was miserable. It was terrible. I didn't want people mm-hmm. to see me. I was embarrassed. Right. Showering, shower, I couldn't even get a normal shower being eight hundred pounds. Like, and I'm glad my parents were around. I'm glad my brother was around to help me because if anybody else saw what I was what I was going through, I would have been, I don't know, like I would have just been so embarrassed, uh, humiliated. It just I, people don't want to see that. I mean, we don't want people to see all that stuff, but TV shows are easily putting it on there. Oh yeah. Of course, we agree to put it on there. But we don't, I don't think we always know the gravity of, of of doing that, though. I don't think we're always, maybe we don't know what they're recording. Maybe we think that they won't put everything on there for us. But at the end of the day, they do. And I think sometimes people need to be a little more ashamed, more, more discreet on certain things, you know?
1: May I say one thing, please? Yeah. There was footage, I will say this much, and then I won't say anything else regarding TLC. There was footage that was released on air regarding my sister, regardless of whatever discrepancies I have with my sister, at the end of the day, that is still my blood sister, and I love her dearly. I would never, ever, and I can look dead at this camera and say this, go on worldwide national television and discuss my sister with the world. That is a family private issue. That was not supposed to make air. That's all I have to say.
0: Yeah, let's let's move on from that. Um, okay, I know we can probably, you know, talk about some more things if we wanted to, but I don't want to you to know, breach your contract with them, and I Got don't you. want to. Uh, I don't want to make the show out to be something that's terrible, terrible. You know, there are some bad eggs involved with different things all day long with different with different uh, organizations and everything. Okay. But the show Absolutely. has inspired a lot of people as well, so we do know that um, it can definitely encourage people. Just to take a quick break, just real, sh- real quickly, uh, Larry. We see some a lot of fans on tonight, man. My friend Rochelle, I can relate to this. Food is a safer option. I've been emotional eating for the past five years. My good friend Lisa, thoughts and prayers are with you. Stay, stay strong. Uh, Thank Sean, you. Think- Sean comes on and says, Larry, like I told you, the night of the broadcast, when we talked, people hide behind their screens and live to hurt others. We'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, Deborah, way to go, Larry Myers, my friend. Deborah! (laughs) Uh, Okay, here says. She says, thank you for sharing your story, Larry. Trust God and know that so many people do care about you. Thank you. Sean says, amen. My friend Carrie comes on and says, amazing story uh mickey d's footage oh i don't know if we want to <laughs> do you remember that footage uh-uh. I wonder if he's are he you talking about something on the show ordering a bunch of mcdonald's or something
1: oh yes yeah but we've been not going to better that. not go there
0: all right all right sorry guys <laughs> i didn't mean to open up a can there all right i respect that um Carrie, my other friend here hey guys great to see you both thoughts and prayers are with you larry so you have some great support on here tonight thank man. you um man so okay all right so you went to houston you're on a tv show took about f- several months to record it right um and then but you didn't get the that we didn't get any more surgeries completed at that point right that was done no sir okay so you're stuck here in houston in texas baby i'm in texas too we gotta meet right. up bro that would be so fun
1: yes it would be
0: uh all right. Man, some water, yeah. Yeah. Go for it, man. I'll talk in a second. So listening to Larry's story, if you are encouraged, continue to uh, throw some comments on here. We'll definitely be talking a little bit more here. We're going to be wrapping up. we got about like 15 minutes here. I'm going to be sensitive to your time and we want to thank you so much for joining us tonight, but I'm going to ask Larry a couple more questions as we go. Um, So he actually, since he's been on the show, has lost some weight and He's been doing really good, and he's doing this a natural way. Layer, I'd love to hear how you're doing this today. Like, what are some things that you're doing today that work for you? How much weight, if you want to tell, you don't have to say everything. You don't, you know. I'm not trying to force anything out of you, but share with our audience. Like, what are you doing today? What's your diet like today, and how how what's what's the results you're seeing? How's that going? Woo! Oh, I am
1: walking a lot. I'm just using a cane. I'm not creeping
0: around. I am eating
1: not the best diet. But I do eat one meal a day, and then I have a plant-based shake. And that's about it. And that's really about it. Okay. And I do a lot
0: of exercises. What are some of the exercises you like to do, man?
1: Marching in place, some squats.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good because, you know, there are people who are – we're obese. Right. And we have struggle. Where do we start? So like some people might actually be here and they're really, they're really getting things from your story. They're like, they're sitting here, they're, they're overweight, they're having a struggle and they just want to start losing weight. They don't even know where to start. And they hear a guy, like I talk to people all the time about weight loss and about getting healthier. I'm a fitness and wellness coach, but coming from a guy who has lived a life too, um, you're saying just do simple things like you're just walking yeah. in place and and moving around and that's burning calories for you, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Just marching in place. We can do it. We can do it together. Call me. Call him. Call him. We're gonna be talking about how to get a hold of this guy here soon. Yes. Uh, all right. So he's doing fairly well, and I'm proud of him for Thank the success you. that he's uh, been seeing. And he's not done yet, baby. You got this, Larry. No, we're not done yet. He ain't done yet. Nope, nope, nope. So Larry actually, we're going to transition out of his story. We know that he's he's in the process of continuing to lose weight, and yes. my man is going to get there, right, dude? Oh, yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. My man's not a quitter. He's not nah. a quitter. He better not be. He's in Texas now. I can go down and uh, you know put a fire under your tushy there, buddy. I know you were in Texas. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's what's well, up. Yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. Us Texans now, we're Texas tough, right? I know that's right. Uh, so you talked about your weight, talk. Now tell me, you do some things. You have some hobbies on the side. Like, who is Larry Myers? What are some? Let's let's get over the weight thing for a little bit because we're not identified by our weight anyway. We're identified. No, we're not. You know, who are we as a person? So, Larry, what do you do? Like, what do you like to do for fun? And what are some things that you enjoy doing?
1: he has gone dead. I'm sorry. Battery's going dead.
0: I'm oh so no! Sorry. His battery's going dead. Okay. All right. We'll cut it short then, Larry. It's all good. Um, thank you guys for showing up. I know Larry is a gospel and RMB entertainer. I wanted yes! to show up tonight, <laughs> but and I'd love to share some of your clips once you get some new ones. I'd like to share them with my yeah, audience. Yeah, please. The really new ones. With. Yeah, yeah. But okay. Just to to sum it up for the rest of the night here, we're gonna be bouncing out in a second, Larry. You've um. You have an option for people to call you, right? And get a hold of you and to yes. know more about you? So his contact information is 1-800-662-8161. That's his phone number. You can always call him anytime. Um, and he'd leave a message and you'll get back to them, I take it? Absolutely. All right. And on top of that, friends, Larry is going through some things right now. He's going through some health issues and he's trying to get better. He's trying to move forward. Um, his income is very limited right now. And so if you appreciate this man and you and you resonated with his story, you've seen some heard some things tonight that maybe motivated you and you see you want him to continue his journey. You want to help him. There's definitely an opportunity for you to do that here. Um, He's receiving donations to help him continue his work, to help him during his health uh, moments, his crises here he's having. He's trying to get better and things aren't cheap. So if you want to help him out, he has Cash App. His uh, username is right here. It's the dollar sign. Workout. 1975, and that's all one word together dollar sign workout 1975. You can find him on Cash App, and if you want to donate five, ten, fifteen, a thousand, whatever oh, million dollars, I'm sure he will so. be uh, <laughs> happy about that, and we would love to bless him. Um, so definitely reach in if you have a little extra feel free to reach out to him and help him with that. The Cash App is here. When I post a replay and I post it on my other uh, platforms, I'll be sharing this as well so people could uh, assist you in your journey, Larry. Thank you. I know you. it's not over, man. Anything else you want to say before you jump off tonight with us? No, just I love it. each and every one of you, and God bless you. And
1: thank you for having me. And hold on to your dreams and know that you can make it. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Larry. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for checking out 600 Pounds Down. We will see you next time.